We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And welcome back, everybody. Hope you're all doing well here at the Esports Rewind Podcast. Same day, same time. We are currently in our quarantine podcast. If you guys, exactly. um, if you guys, <laughs> if you guys don't uh, see it, if you're on the audio podcast, we're acting a bit different because Zan is in the office. The office has actually been vacated. It's currently just me and Pete, our camera guy, in the office, and Zan has now come in. So a bit precautious as the uh, virus, as many of you guys are aware, is going around. We're going to try and get this done as fast as possible. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to stay safe because I have, you know, pre-existing respiratory conditions and such, as well as my my girlfriend is concerned, has health concerns, as I don't well as my be, grandparents. I don't mean to be laughing, so, like, yeah, but no, every yeah. time you look at me, I see the fear in your eyes. So Zan's <laughs> taking precautions, we're all yeah. taking precautions, hopefully you guys are as well. Hand sanitizer everywhere, no worries, our guys. <laughs> and let's, uh, let's roll it. <laughs> So up first this past week is someone we talked about a lot. That's going to be uh, Nade Shot had his certain amount of beef. Never heard of Nade Shot. Yeah, Who is that? That, not a popular name yeah, at all. I don't think we've ever mentioned him before. Yeah, maybe no. once or twice here and there. Yeah. But uh, you know, with that being said, this past week it was pretty wild times for a guy like Nade Shot. Not only his heated argument with Ninja to end last week, now into this week we have him and Nick Merckx going back and forth again. Going to keep it brief with you, Zan. We know there's bad blood between those two guys yeah, because. Absolutely. Of their past, and uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, me and Nick, uh, my other video partner here on the channel, we tried to talk about this very briefly as well. And uh, clearly, when we actually had those clips surfaced, it was Nade shot on one hand. Well, first of all, it was Doctor Disrespect, kind of. Yeah, slipping up a little bit. I don't even know if it's a, it's not a slip. He obviously did it on purpose. You know, he's an entertainer. Oh really? I, I didn't see the clip, but like, he yeah, ooh. very clearly knew see, what he was. If a homie of homie of mine did that for entertainment purposes, I'd be so mad. Really? Yeah, like oh, real yeah, talk. Because like, considering yeah. the circumstances, that like very serious. In line. They're very yeah. serious. Yeah, that's a financial thing. You don't mess with that. And, and a possible bad look for your org. In, yeah. Whether you're yeah, Faze yeah, Mercs or your your hundred thieves. Too closely tied to business. Yeah. Thing. 
I can imagine uh, not that, that's something Nick wouldn't even brought up. Nick, mm. my partner, not Nick Merckx, but okay. as in the fact that maybe that's kind of like the one of the one of the things that happens after the lobby closes or after the streams are done. You yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. You hit up Doc. Uh-huh. You're like, yo, let's not do that <laughs> uh-huh. again because everyone had almost moved on right. from that five percent right. contract deal. Um, I guess my overall question to you was, do you understand the bad blood still being there? I oh, think. absolutely. Like whether or not there's been back and forth on who's in the wrong here or whether or not Nate Shot actually agreed to this, whether or not Nick Merckx is making stuff up. But if Nick Merckx even believes, like let's let's say that this didn't actually happen, that there was no contract signed and Nick Merckx just thinks this is a thing, even at that point, like because we, we really don't know for sure one way or the other, Mm-mm. but at that point, the bad blood between two people with literally millions of dollars on the line for something that one person believes the other has strongly screwed them over on, like that's like, that's such a fraught situation. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think uh, from my angle, I saw Nate Shot say like they haven't really talked a lot, and then we have Nick Merckx calling Nate a turkey dick. I don't know if we're ever going to see them be friends again unless it's years and years down the line. They need they need some time to, like, relax. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's something that you – know, obviously, Dr. Diss is an entertainer. He can laugh about it. We can all laugh about it. But I don't mm-hmm. think it's something that those two are going to be laughing about anytime soon. Yeah, absolutely not. Either way, we love it, and uh, we love all figures involved, even if they have their all different stances. Uh, Dr. Diss, thank you for making our week a little bit brighter. <laughs> all right. So speaking of entertainers doing what they can to make our weeks a little bit brighter, a little bit better, Let's touch on F1 and the racing scene over there. Ah, uh, we back. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm bringing it up because I mentioned them in the past couple weeks as uh, esports pros from, like, you know, F1 simulation racing have started to make the move over to real-life F1 racing in a mm-hmm. very interesting way. And now, with uh, several events being canceled across the globe, we now see F1, NASCAR, and IndyCar all holding their own esports events mm-hmm. officially to, you know, kind of have view, give viewers some place to still enjoy their favorite personalities and still see some high-paced racing action, even if it's digital. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. We've even seen Dale Earnhardt come out of retirement for this. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of pros across a lot of esports, but mm-hmm. racing certainly one of them. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's, it's interesting to see how quickly they made the shift. Because I know the NBA is doing something kind of similar by running simulation matches inside of NBA 2K, but they're not actually having like you know NBA players like you know because it's it's all simulated. Yeah, yeah. But they're also and there's also a couple NBA teams that are actually streaming their games, mm. like their actual real games to Twitch, or at least the, I think the Phoenix Suns did it for at least a time or two. So right, we're right. seeing a lot of audiences migrate, whether it's simulation, whether it's the the esports side of things of their actual sport, or use platforms like Twitch mm. to kind of make things work. Work as all of these crazy things are yeah, going as underway. much as they can yeah yeah you know and I, I'm just impressed by how well it's worked out so far and how well that audience has kind of embraced the change mm-hmm. because over last weekend uh, it will be two weeks and weekends ago by the time the podcast goes up but all their streams in between those three different major organizations accrued around I believe the number was 921 million views dang I did not hear these numbers yeah all right wait not million Sorry, thousand. Yeah, completely different. I yeah. mean, but still. Yeah, yeah, still like sizable for an event that's not traditionally hosted on Twitch at all. Yeah. And for an audience that isn't like, you know, used to that kind of situation. And it, honestly, it could be a great eye opener for the future. All these people who are all of a sudden thinking like, whoa, Twitch is a thing or whoa, these e-simulations or whatever it might be the, the actual wording they use. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, I didn't know this is actually a thing. So no, yeah, it's actually a lot more viable than people think. Albeit in these terrible times, there are some good things that come out of it for gaming, which mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of the, the widespread. Spread knowledge continues to spread. That's a terrible choice of words. 
people begin people begin to realize oh there's a lot more out there in terms mm-hmm. of you know where these sports and where these esports can can still operate so yeah, uh, it's great to see mainstream people catching on slowly but surely it's, yeah they're being forced to now so they, now, now they got a pandemic to get right me. right <laughs> twitch is loving it uh-huh all right, Zan, I want to keep this brief. Uh, you know, I just don't know how brief we can keep this. It's hey, the no o- worries. If we got we to stretch it, we can. All right. I just <laughs> <laughs> every, <laughs> every time you look at me, I feel bad somehow. Like well, I, no, I'm sure the mask doesn't help, but like I do, yeah, I no. do feel a lot better just having it, even I though just, I know like... I hope people yeah. realize how serious this can be. So yeah, I, absolutely. I, um, but either way, what we're talking about is also very serious, but it can be a bit lighthearted in the way we talk about it. That's going to be my question to you of what happens after the phase lawsuit wraps up? Mm, That is a fantastic question. And I can give some people out there some quick background details. It should be at least there's two current lawsuits, one in New York, one in California. It seems that Turner or Tifu is actually favored in the California one. The New York one might be a bit back and forth. We have a video breaking down the two sides um, of those arguments. They're they're very much summarized. And we could see that first lawsuit close as early as the end of this month, expected maybe to go into the next month as well. But either way, it closing is much sooner than we thought. And uh, Zan, you know, as well. We've already talked about the conspiracy theories, you know, the fact that Banks and Tifu have been very friendly and hanging out and partying. And I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, where will this go once it's over? Does it just blow over and all of a sudden Tifu's on his own and Faze is on their own? What do you think happens? Give yeah. me something spicy. That's a good question. I don't know if I can give something super spicy. You know, we already talked about how this could have just all been a bit of a you know, a bit of a misdirect, something mm-hmm. to just draw views for what both parties. Mean? But <laughs> <laughs> I think we're what one way or the other. Tifu is not going to be in phase by the end of this. I, I believe, you know, I think that's going to be a, a core part of whatever agreement they reach via Agreed. court, whether loss or win for either side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think either side wants him in the organization at this point. Um, I think what's going to be most important is how much money winds up getting shelled out. You know, from either phase to Tifu or from Tifu to phase. I love asking these questions because I don't think people see that angle. Mm. And uh, I especially want to touch on that, pardon the interruption, the fact that it could be phase shelling out a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think. I think people can be misled by valuations of these esports organizations and how much standing cash they actually have. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that Tifu winning, if he does win, albeit maybe maybe they've reached some sort of settlement, so it's not as detrimental if Faze lose. But you know, not many organizations have millions standing in cash. Yeah, not in like pure liquid money. I'm yeah. sure even though Faze just bought that huge compound, you know, that or that huge team house rather, like that was not all in. They didn't walk up with a huge briefcase and go, "Hey guys, mm, eighty million, mine. right here, here on the desk. Yeah. Let's go." You know, it's all all this stuff is very complicated in that sense. I'm sure their money is tied up in a lot of their current projects. So if <clears throat> this if they wind up losing this lawsuit really badly, that could actually very strongly damage their prospects going forward, especially because they've already lost millions with you know the uh, the effect on like their hand homestand this year. Yeah, you know? it's just wild to me though. Uh, we'll reference back to Devin Nash, who mm. actually when we first brought all this up, he thought that Phase Clan vehemently was done, and even even so going forward, especially if they lose the lawsuit and if it went to a lawsuit and they lost, he said they would be done financially. It's kind of wild to think about as well. This lawsuit obviously costing both sides probably hefty amounts of money to just you know do this lawsuit. Right. Uh, but you got to think about it as well. I think during the same time as when Phase Clan has finally announced all this public investment. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really weird to think all of these angles 
angles that albeit it's probably cost them a lot of money and we've talked about the possibilities of this being for publicity and viewership and it being financially maybe maybe worth it for them to do this as a hoax but it's probably not a hoax just just saying it's a possibility no yeah it, it the option is out there yeah. yeah and it's it's weird to think in these last few months or over these past several months where it's been going on we've even announced they had like a 30 million dollar uh, investor come in and mm -hmm, say hey mm -hmm. i know you're tied up in the biggest lawsuit ever in esports at least when it comes to player versus organization but i want to give you a 30 million dollar loan or so it was you know a lot of money yeah it was it's nuts to see people so confident in phase and i honestly can't blame any investor at this point I don't know any other organization that could could survive having High Sky in that very you know iffy situation. All of this stuff, bro. Like, yeah, it's like the, it's like if you go down the list of controversies that would end any other organization, Phase had survived at least three of them, mm -hmm. maybe more, probably more, probably closer to like five or six three, at this point. Three sizable ones and yeah. many many minor ones as well. Yeah. yeah, it's it's wild. I just love getting your take on that kind of stuff. Uh, I think we can. We can both agree that some of the you know the spicy stuff is likely not to happen, but the right. the fact that it's a possibility, it's nuts. Gets us very excited for this uh. this end of this month, and of course in the next month we'll see what happens with Tifu and Phase Clan. With currently no NBA, NHL, MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner Bet Online still has hundreds of sports, esports, events, and games to wagers on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertaining betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit BetOnline website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Okay, so next topic, Jake, is a little bit more of a speculative one, not so much of a breaking news story or anything like that. I just kind of want to get your take on this situation as it develops. Uh, esports betting, specifically, you know, putting real Oof. money down on esports events. is a topic. It is, right? And that's why I kind of find it interesting to talk about right now. We just saw legislation start to get <clears> passed <throat> in New Jersey, allowing a little bit more freedom so far as esports betting. Still very much illegal across the wide majority of the United States. Several other countries have very strict regulations on it, if they allow it at all. And I think many people are pushing for it to be legalized yeah. because they see a lot of potential in it. But at the same time, I feel like the esports community has seen quite a few, you know, let's say negative incidents with betting specifically. Bad eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Bad eggs is a good phrase for it. Yeah. Thank you. Bad eggs. Bad <laughs> eggs. Because they definitely don't represent the broader community as a whole. Not at all. Yeah. But their negative impact has still been felt like so, so many years later. Um, do you, for, let's clarify, do you mm. mean sports betting as in like uh, on, ma on matches? So esports betting as in like betting yes. on matches? Yeah, betting on matches, which, you know, very, it is a very clear distinction, but at the same time. I think unfortunately enough, close. it usually gets wrapped up. Yeah, Even exactly. if you say betting, people know, but people mm. also associate that with gambling, yeah. which is the skin side of things. You know, if any game has a skin out there, you likely can gamble it. And that's where a lot of the bad eggs do come from. Mm. Uh, a general take is, is I think that when it comes to the economics of it, if we can get, you know, betting for esports and maybe that takes away from the gambling side a, a bit. Right, right. Like, you know, formalize things a little bit. Yeah. As long as it's not too egregious, you know, obviously you want to promote doing that in a healthy manner, if that's mm. if that's a good way to say it. Right, right. I will say my first thought is, okay, if we have an established betting scene or if it does take off, that generally means uh, a, a more thriving industry, 
We've seen that with sports for sure. And we've seen that with individual states like here in Nevada. You know, it, it can obviously do a lot for the economics of yeah, I mean, our, anything it touches. Our economy is basically built off of that at this point. Yeah. And, I, and so I think and we've already seen casinos enter and uh, sponsor some teams out there. We've seen betting sites do the same. So mm-hmm. I, I'm all for it because if it's done correctly, I know you're going yeah, you to take yeah. that side as well. Yeah. If it's taught correctly, if, if underage is definitely kept under control, because that can be such a brutal pathway for young teens to mm-hmm. grow up betting and all of a sudden you're a degenerate and that does happen. Um, it can be kind of that of a, of a gateway. So if it's done correctly, I, I think it can certainly bolster the esports scene. And I'm certainly a fan of it myself. Yeah, for sure. If it's done well. Yeah, I don't yeah. want huge caveat, huge asterisk. If yeah. it's done well, it needs to be done properly. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I do think one of the ways we could get there eventually, and not, not to say that I, I trust game developers when it comes to monetization, because I absolutely don't. We've seen tons of examples of them abusing their power in that respect. Yeah. But I do think perhaps, like, you know, if Blizzard got involved and was like, okay, we're running Overwatch betting through our own platform. You know, that way they have all the data. They can regulate it properly. They know they have a better reach they have a better feel for how old their uh consumers are yeah and they can properly regulate that and everything and that could be the future of monetization because we know loot boxes are going away one day or another mm-hmm. we know battle pass doesn't necessarily work for every single game and you know man- managing like five battle passes at one time is just not doable like you know nobody has that time yeah you know so uh, yeah, um, more to you. If yeah. it's properly regulated, if it's done mm. correctly, I think we can both agree it would help the scene. Right. And if it takes away from the gambling slash loot box side and we head towards that direction, I mean, we don't see traditional sports have skin betting or gambling. Like, we only yeah, see them no, have... We really don't, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it all depends how it works out, and I think we're, we're definitely going that direction. We see gigantic figures in, in sports that are also connect, connected to sports betting. Mark Cuban, mm-hmm. uh, world-renowned billionaire. I'm sure you guys know the name. He's tied to esports betting already. He sees it as the future. And so I think it'll be a long, long-term play. Yeah, um, absolutely. As as everything in esports yes, is at this point, especially now with yeah. bubble year and Corona. Ooh, but do you see how how much Astralis reported in losses? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't only see it; we reported on it, and that video is yeah. doing quite well. <laughs> no mean to brag, but yeah, yeah that's well, a you know, in video plug. Yeah, that's a different <laughs> check that out. <laughs> different video, different uh, talk for a different time is the the uh, the financials of these esports organizations. Yeah. Yeah. But I think for sure the future is betting. We'll just see how it plays out. And so for our typical fifth and conjoined uh, topic here on the podcast, guys, some serious updates as well. You know, we're not only going to talk about the the unfortunate circumstances outside the office, also some ones going on inside the office, guys. We are taking precautions, and we hope you guys are too. We're talking about coronavirus here in gaming, esports, the entire world now, as I'm sure you guys are well aware. We did want to make you guys aware that everyone in our office was told they had the opportunity to go home. Zan has taken that, and I would say rightfully so. The only reason I'm still staying in the office with just our our camera guy and we are the only two workers here is because the studio is here and we felt the need to keep on producing videos so right, Zan can do anything from anywhere and we're gonna of course have him do that along with the other team the rest of the team is also working from home and so we're certainly taking as many precautions as possible as you can tell we're <laughs> barely even looking at each other and yeah. we hope you guys are as well so Zan did you want to 
spread your own word over there. Yeah, yeah, you know, on that same front, like, you know, know that Jake and Pete are literally, could not be further apart from each other in yeah. the office. We are like, opposite they are, sides. They are like, if you tried to throw a football in between them, like, you may not be able to. <laughs> we are. If you don't got an arm. Like, we are a long away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I know we're, we're all keeping safe. We got plenty of hand sanitizer around. We're sanitizing everything. Even though it's just Jake and uh, Pete in the office, I just, you know, sprayed down the desk when I came in, you know, wiped it off, made sure. You, I want, because I want you guys to be healthy as well. Thank you. I would have thought that. Around, that, to be yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me and Nick touched this thing every day, and I, uh-huh. I never even thought of it. So no, yeah, I came in. I was like, you know what? I bet they didn't. Let me just. <laughs> <laughs> you bet, correct. <laughs> yeah, but you know, um, if if it comes to it, uh, hopefully it won't. But Jake will also go, and we'll just keep doing the show from home. We want to keep giving you guys as much esports news, keeping you guys in the loop as much as possible. So if we are forced out of the office, yeah. which is which is a small possibility, I will also be going home, and you guys mm. will see videos from my own home. Yeah, we'll make it work. We've got a plan in place. We've got it all handled, so no worries on that front. Um, you know, I just wanted for a second to highlight a couple of the esports organizations, individuals who are doing a lot to help people out in this, you know, troublesome time because it is really refreshing and nice to see so much of the community just like you know, join together. Doing a great job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you saw the the phase charity yes. tournament, phenomenal. They, yeah, I think they raised like fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars for coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, shouts to Phase Clam. The one b- before you continue, because yeah, I it. can think of is Faker. Faker donates 25K. Oh, yeah. Faker, so. Faker, what a legend right there. Just like straight up just giving 25K to a charity organization to help out. Mm-hmm. You know, what a king right there. Uh, 100 Thieves did a pretty good Warzone from home uh, stream. Mm-hmm. That was also some of the money from that was donated to charity. I don't know if it was all of it. I believe I believe it was. But, you know, we've seen a couple LCS uh, organizations, L- LCS and LEC, doing a couple things on their own, hosting their own like scrims and such and donating that money. We've seen individuals and casters like Zoe from the League of Legends community offering to go out and help make sure that um, people's elderly relatives have food if they were in the area and they need it and they aren't able to go out and get it themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just great to see that, um, especially with the gamers versus COVID-19 movement, a lot of people joining and making a united front to make sure everybody, you know, we're gamers. We can do the social distancing thing yep, pretty we easily. We sure can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but tons of esports organizations now joining that same movement, Absolutely. and we'll likely have a video on that uh, as well if you guys haven't seen it already. It's also great to see that uh, a lot of top organizations are closing their facility doors and saying, hey, we're going to have all of our workers work from home um, during these very serious times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to know that uh, we can all stay as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. I'll still be checking in at least like once a week to do the podcast with yep. Jake here. You guys will still see Zan, and yeah. uh, I guess one last thing as well. It's mm-hmm. a 30-day, so... Yeah, for now, yeah. 30 days for now. could be longer. Hang in there with us. We really do appreciate all of your guys' support. Yeah. With that, Xanifer, would you do me the honor of closing us all out here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you'd like to, you know, if you're at home and you're chilling... And Which you, you probably are. Yeah, well, good, good to fair chance at this point, I'd say. And, you know, you're walking downstairs, and you're like, oh, shoot, I was watching the Esports Talk podcast on my computer upstairs, can't carry it downstairs. Problematic. Guess what? You can find it on your phone, on iTunes and Spotify as part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. We are right there with a bunch of other great esports podcasts. Now is a fantastic time to find a new one that you love. So by all means, please go subscribe, download our podcast, check it out there if you'd like to listen to the audio version. For all you audio listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you as well. Please go check out our YouTube channel at Esports Talk for daily esports news content. We're gonna we're really we're really grinding out here to try and keep you guys as as in the loop as possible. We pumping. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, if you ever want to reach out with a story or just want to say hey. 
you know, give us a shout out. Uh, we are on Twitter at talk underscore esports. We're also on Instagram, put putting out new content there as well at esports underscore talk. You know, by all means, we love hearing what you guys have to say. We love getting stories from you guys. Very much appreciated. Jake, do you have any kind words you'd like to leave the vis- listeners with? Uh, thank you all. Thank you all. We got some big things coming. This is still going to be an exciting year, despite yeah. it being a terrifying time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just uh, thank you all very much for sticking it out with us. All of you guys who subscribe, like, leave comments. It really does mean a lot to us yeah, uh, here at the office. But until next time, we're not going to you know, do our typical cheers to each other. But yeah, We'll do an air cheers. Yeah, air yeah. cheers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> same time, same day, every single week. We'll see you guys back here next week with the Esports Rewind podcast. Stay healthy, gamers. Wash your hands. Thank <laughs> you.